da, da. Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy, who is ready for this week's amazing military uniform. I got a sneak peek at this when we were sitting in the office on Saturday, and I was like, ooh, look, surprises. Now we get to share it with everybody in all its glory. And let's Here check it. In three, two, Are you serious? That's incredible. I feel uh, the need, the need for speed. Oh, let's go. And Come of on. course, tied in with the release of Top Gun Maverick in theaters this weekend, of course, with the logo and the colors. It's going to be awesome, man. Last week was incredible with the uniforms. It's going to be incredible again. That's that's such good design and execution. It's incredible. The formation logo on the front of the jersey. Of course, the red, white, and blue colors. You love to see it. And then, just in case you didn't know, the Thunderbirds are going to be here in like three weeks performing at uh, Wings Over the Wasatch. So okay. that's, that's one of the big tie-ins to having the Thunderbirds jersey is that they'll be here in Utah just after the end of the season. I love it. Oh, my gosh. What a show we have for you. Let's uh, show you what's on the rundown. Oh, Austin. Can't win in Harriman. <laughs> you love to see it. Give the people what they want. It's a win Let's go. We'll uh, burn orange. But, yeah, round 16 recap. We'll preview round 17. Hey, only two more weeks to go. Calvin Whiting's going to join the show. He's been awesome kicking the ball the last couple weeks. Tremendous tackler. We'll talk to him. We'll preview the game with LA, who's number one in the West, reigning champs. Huge game. They've got to win to maintain that. Warriors looking to blow up everybody's season. Niall Saunders, great to have him back. He had a great 29 minutes. He's mic'd up. Then we'll talk to one of those college football players connected with the Utah Warriors out of BYU, Kingsley Suamataia, a transfer from Oregon to BYU, five-star guy. He is going to wreck some fools this year. It's going to be good to talk to Kingsley, who's been associated with Utah Warriors in a name, image, and likeness deal. He's got his own swag now. He is legit. So let's recap the Austin game. The Gilgronies come to Harriman where they are 0-3, and they go home 0-4 because the Utah Warriors beat Austin. So we go to the 12th minute. Robbie Kutze scores a try. They go up 5-0. 15th minute. This changes the game a little bit, the tenor of it, the physicality of it. Julian Dominguez gets a yellow card on a high tackle against Connor Burns. 10 minutes in the sin bin on this one. You know, it was a tough call, but it's contact immediately with the head, and you see Joe Mano come in and try and defend his boy. You love to see the teamwork there. It's on the defender to make sure that the contact is below the shoulders. The grubber through, and then right, boom, that swinging arm goes right up around the jaw, Connor Burns, but it's all right. He's a rugby player. He's tough. He'd walk it off. And Joe Mano made sure, uh, you know, Dominguez knew he didn't like it, uh, that Joe's a good teammate that way. Okay, so here's here's the bad thing, though. During the, the power play, as the league wants to call it right now. I refuse. Some, some debate on whether people like that or not. Uh, or no debate in your case. The Utah Warriors barely possessed the ball. Like, they didn't do anything. Um, but they didn't give up any points. But normally you want to go score. They scored two tries against Houston. Didn't get anything done there. That's okay. Fast forward to the 29th minute. Zion going. Just a heady play. As he, uh, the Warriors drop penalty. Tap and go. He scores. 
He knew immediately that it was going to be coming in from the side. Looks at the ref. As soon as the hand goes up, you see him place the ball to take the tap on the mark, knowing nobody was going to be back anywhere near the goal line, and then just has the physicality to force it through. It was a great, uh, really kind of a typical nine play on that quick tap and go off a penalty. It was really smart. Sean Davies, the attack coach, was notorious for this. He was always going with no support, just like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make this happen. So I'm sure he's coaching on, be ready, be ready. So that was great of Zion uh, to score that. And this was a scrum half try game, which we'll get to uh, coming up. Will McGee gets a penalty kick to make it 8-7. It's a little back and forth here. To the second half we go. Calvin Whiting makes a penalty goal. Believe it or not, this is the game-winning play because Utah only allows eight points in this. It's great to see Calvin find that form. I think handing him the kicking duties was a boost to his confidence. He struggled a little bit with his form earlier in this season, but boy, has he really come on and really like the last four games, he's settled into the player that we're used to seeing from him and the addition of handling those kicking duties is great to see from Cal. We knew he was uh, you know, a tremendous defender looking for him in the attack a little more. And then last year he gets the kicking duties with, uh, you know, Hagen, Hagen Schulte in the mix, but Lopes are hurt, and he just crushed it. He was one of the best in the league. He's continued that, which is awesome. Okay, 63rd minute, Utah up 10-7. Another yellow card on uh, Lachlan McCaffrey. By the way, Utah only three yellow cards the whole year, like tied for best in the league and it with fewest, right? Three minutes in on the power play, Paul Lasique just rumbles into the, the try zone. There's no way he was going to be stopped here. Austin knew it was coming. It was an awesome moment. You know, and this is what Paul Lasique has done his entire career. You know where this ball's going, and the the crash ball comes in, and it's it's a skip play. It was always going to Paul, but from three meters out, you're never going to stop that much meat from going downhill. Good luck, man. Paul Lasique's second try, both as subs, both in the last, you know, 25 minutes of games. And, uh, you know, on, on his – uh thighs is bryce campbell his usa eagle captain no shot no shot policy is a wrecking ball man looking forward to perhaps him in the starting lineup this week we'll see okay 71st minute now now this is the only real gaff of the game and shout out to marco keith the winger outside center who was playing wing who made not one not two but three incredible defensive plays highlighted by this one 71st minute yuri van buren he's going to score a try and this is a not top 10 moment for Yuri Van Buren. Great run here from Makany. Yuri's going to score here. Mike Taylor's right there too. Look at O'Keefe. He creates the knock-on. You know, it was a great follow from O'Keefe. Yuri looked like he took a half step off as he kind of took that mm. ball thinking he was just away and O'Keefe never stopped chasing it. Uh, I gave Yuri a hug after the game and he asked me, he goes, did I knock it on? Because if you say <laughs> I knocked it on, I'll believe you. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, it was pretty clear to see on all the replays that, you know, you lost that ball forward there in contact. And he just goes, dang it. Well, that's my one. <laughs> so, yeah, Gary, that was your one, buddy. <laughs> I know. I was telling him, you've done so much good. Shake it off. Don't worry about it. And I told him on the broadcast, I said, I thought you knew. And he said, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know in the moment. It was just kind of fast. And I, Because I said on the, uh, the primary feed, I said, that's the, that's the look of a guilty man as they looked at him. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know. I was like, okay, that's my bad. That's my bad. Okay, two minutes later, Niall Saunders uses the wheels to put this game out of reach 22-8. We've seen this this year before. He is so quick. And, you know, we've talked about it before on the show, you know, about this team executing the fundamentals 
at an elite level. And it all came off of the run from Ali Khalifi. Ali took the ball into contact and immediately got himself long, narrowed the gate, and put his body in a position to place the ball. That immediately puts the defense on their heels because Saunders is so quick on the recycle that the gaps were just wide enough that I probably could have run through them. Saunders instead runs around them and dots it down for the easy score. He's running so fast. His hair's like holding still, but it's like just moving like that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Okay, final stats in this one is Utah wins 22 to 8. They do it again. They've taken down all these good teams, right? We'll talk about it. Okay, tries 3 to 1. Conversion's pretty good. Penalty goals were there. A lot of tackles from Austin needing to be made. Ton of lineouts for Austin. Scrum's perfection uh, for Utah at 7 for 7. You know, I thought the scrums were great. Uh, Emerson Pryor has been fantastic in all of the minutes that he's had. I talked to Emerson after the game about the scrums, and he said, you know, I got beat on that first one, but they reset it, and they never looked back. And then when Ali Khalifi came in, there was a great highlight from uh, the Major League Rugby Instagram page about just how hype yep. forwards and front row players get when they blow up scrums, and that's our boy Ali Khalifi just wrecking people's feelings. He was so stoked. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay, a couple of game notes in this one. This is a this is a historic game for Utah. Eight points allowed is the second fewest in team history. I mean, that is incredible. The, the fewest is five at Houston last year, by the way. 14-point win. That's top 10. It's eight. 30 combined points. Tied for the third fewest in team history. So the offense was good enough, right? 22 points for sure. Only needed nine to win. And then, of course, the one that I mentioned, the one that matters the most, Austin has never beaten Utah in Utah. When you realize, too, that there was another 21 points on offer there for Utah that could have made this a blowout, were it not for the heroics of O'Keefe on the wing, you know, it was a really clinical right? and solid performance from the Utah Warriors against what was, at that point, the top team in the league. Crazy, right? They start first in the West when the day begins. L.A. gets a five-pointer against Dallas, which is what everyone does uh, this year. Not so much next year, probably. Dallas getting better. And, and L.A. is the number one team. Austin only needed to lose by seven or fewer or score four or more tries, and they would have tied or been back in first. They come out with zero points. I can't emphasize how amazing that is from Utah. You know, the Warriors said once they were mathematically eliminated that they just wanted to play spoiler. They're going to regain their pride. They've got it all to play for now in saying, hey, these Warriors are for real. Don't sleep on what happened this season because 2023, it's about to come and uh, hell or high water. These Warriors are ready to play. Okay, MLR first 15. Three Warriors represented. Let's go. Sayo Hila at right lock. He's been tremendous. That's back-to-back -back weeks. Caleb Makini at the fly half and Calvin Whiting at inside centers. Congratulations to these guys. Caleb had an amazing game, and he's really come into his own as a 10. Just directing traffic, he's reading the lines and really playing well, whatever the opposition uh, gives him in front of him on defense. So he's been fantastic. Chief getting it done at the second row. He's always such a physical presence and defying age and father time there. Sai Ohila aging like wine and just getting better and better and better. And then, of course, Calvin Whiting clutch with the boot and then playing amazing defense and keeping what has been a very powerful Austin Gilgroni's attack basically on their heels the whole time. So Sayu Hila has a blonde beard against Houston two weeks ago. Then he dyes it black, but it kind of turns gray. So the whole week the team was calling him Gandalf. <laughs> that valid. Because if you run... At Saya Uhila's gap, you're going to get a, you shall not pass. 
Perfect. Boom! And then here comes the heat, baby. <laughs> okay, let's check out uh, week 16 in MLR. Toronto pulling off the upsets against New England. When you show you the standings, Toronto's still in the mix because of that. Look at the shootout with Houston and D.C. there. L.A. we mentioned. San Diego blowing out NOLA. And then Atlanta with a shocking 35-point win over New York. That was a huge game in the East as well. It was a huge game in the East, and it was the debut of a couple of All Blacks on that roster for New York that clearly hasn't found any chemistry with those guys in training yet and misfiring on the week. I want to give a big shout-out to the Dallas Jackals, who played L.A. tough for 60 minutes. That game was really close at the half before L.A. finally blew it open. So that's a team that's finding some form, and we can look forward to building what is already an incredible competition in Major League Rugby through uh, 2023 now. We'll see him next week uh, on the road, Utah-Dallas, to close out the regular season. By the way, Dean Muir sets an MLR record for Houston. He scored four tries. Scrum half, Jason Higgins had three for San Diego, so a lot of offense in round 16, which brings us to the standings. Let's start in the West. Woo, it's tight. It is tight going down the stretch to the last two games. LA and Austin have clinched a playoff spot. Now, Houston's got a game in hand. On San Diego, certainly pretty comfortable at that point with four points. They just need to take care of business here the last couple of weeks. But uh, San Diego right there, Seattle essentially not really in it at this point. You know, the Warriors did L.A. a favor by knocking down Austin. We'll see if they can do Austin the same favor this week when we take on L.A. The giant killers need to do it again and mess with everybody's hopes and dreams. Seriously, L.A. should be concerned. They really should. Like the way that Utah's played two of the last three weeks and at home in those two games, I wouldn't want to play Utah right now in Harriman. Okay, Eastern Conference, New England, certainly looking like they're going to lock that one seat up. Atlanta and New York now tied at 47 after that game. Toronto, though... Still in the mix here at the very end. It's all to play for in the East. It's it's been New England's conference all year, and it looks like they're going to stay the class of the East with just that hiccup. Uh, But, you know, a record-setting year for the Free Jacks. Rugby ATL, after that hiccup with the Warriors, have come back and found some form again. You know, and going up there and hanging it on New York basically gives them the tiebreaker if this thing stays close. It's coming down the wire. Two weeks left in the regular season. Let's go. Okay, round 17. Remember, you play 16 games in 18 weeks. We're coming down to it. Seattle and Houston. Obviously huge for Houston having to go on the road and trying to essentially put Seattle out of the way and maintain the lead against San Diego. ATL versus Toronto. Huge playoff implications. Obviously, Utah and L.A. We will preview in a moment. Austin and San Diego. Austin needs to stay in the mix. New York needs some points against D.C. New England. Well, they have a few points to give here, so not as much pressure, but it's a huge week in MLR. Every game has consequences for the playoff picture, and it's incredible to see. I mean, you want nail-biting, hair-raising action week in and week out. Nothing is decided. Nothing is for sure, and it's going to come down to the last week for seeding, for home field advantage, for first week buys, and to see who's in contention for the ship at the end of the year. Okay, it's round 17 coming up, and we will preview Utah and L.A., after our next guest in a moment. If you are ready, ladies and gentlemen, for the military special night, we showed you the jersey preview with the Thunderbirds jerseys. It's going to be an amazing night. 
at Zions Bank Stadium. We had an electric atmosphere thanks to Dub Nation. Last week, let's do it again as the LA Guiltinis come to town on Military Appreciation Night. Make sure to get your tickets now at warriorsrugby.com and uh, call the ticket office. Be ready to go. Let's fill the stands. Let's get loud and let's back the boys in black for another one against LA. The home finale. And man, has it been fun this year. Let's go. Okay, let's bring in our first of two guests today. He is the former BYU All-American. He is a man expecting his first child. And he's the number 12 of the week in Major League Rugby. He is our own, Calvin Whiting, who's looking all muscly in that photo. Calvin, welcome to Dub Nation. Great to have you, man. How you doing? Good. Jaron Banksy, what's up, guys? We're just chilling, dude. Just enjoying uh, another win against Austin at home, which is what you guys do. They've never won there, man. Isn't it good? So good. <laughs> Tell me the truth. How much are you pushing up your biceps in that picture with your arms folded like that to make the guns look bigger, bro? Dude, that's old Davey Wilson, man. That's his magic. You don't even have to flex with that guy. You can make it work. Hey, how many light switches do you need in your house? I'm seeing six to, over your uh, left shoulder there. Just go hide that. <laughs> <laughs> that means you got a, got a lot of lights. I like it. Okay, yeah. let, let's talk about what Saturday was like. Obviously, you guys have been trying to play for pride the last couple of weeks and get better. Remind me, by the way, before I ask you the question, what's on the wall outside the locker room? It's like one more play or something. Yeah, one more. One more. One more. Okay. Mentality, yeah. How have you guys turned that into something that, let's be honest, the last two home games have have maybe not shocked yourselves because you guys know you're good, but shocked mm -hmm. the league and taking down rugby ATL in Austin? Yeah, I think it's more just that belief, right? It's just that that fact of like one more, you know, every single play, like if something's going to happen, next one, right? Next one. And so one more play, one more tackle, one more carry, you know, one more point, one more try, no matter what it is. And I think it's it's been a pretty tough season for us because we've lost a lot of games, but by few margins and one more could have made the difference. And so that's what we went with. Well, the difference in this game clearly was the defensive mentality from the onset you know, you guys came out with a point to prove with the physicality this week. What was that preparation like going in, knowing obviously that that was the first start in the game plan? And how did you guys continue to execute that through all 80 minutes? I mean, you really stifled what's otherwise been a pretty exciting attack. Yeah, I think, honestly, the boys just dug deep this game, eh? I mean, you could see it on the field, even being part of it. I was pretty shocked myself. I mean, we carried through that physicality through 80 minutes, and so... Um, I think it all started just with the prep. I mean, we've had a pretty pretty physical season as far as practice goes. Um, and so just with that, it's helped us kind of keep that endurance and keep our bodies right for it. And then wearing the City Edition jerseys always helps, right? Those, yeah, those are pretty sweet. Nice. Fresh. And then the ones this week look amazing too. I mean, back-to-back -back weeks. I know. I always We love we love the uh, military auto. Yeah, there you go. Oh, these look incredible, man. Yeah, they're going to be sweet. Awesome. I'm excited for these. How do you, how do you get, get invited? We need, to, to, we need the, to fire Mason and Billy, our producer. We get Calvin on the interview segment, and we can't get a picture of Calvin in the city jerseys. <laughs> what are we even doing, you guys? I was say, how do you get invited to be in the uh, photo shoots? You know, it's like exactly. you draw straws. Like, what do you do there? Well, the thing is, yeah, for the guys at work, it's a little bit different. Difficult. Yeah, I, I ran into you the other day. Uh, yeah, exactly. at uh, Nico's and Pro. Yeah, yeah. pretty awesome. That's okay, we're talking to Calvin Whiting on uh, Dub Nation here. Okay, so what was the best part of that win against Austin? Because it was a crazy crowd. You had good, you had the great jerseys. You had the fireworks. Mm -hmm. You have this win that really matters. Like, what did you enjoy the most? And was there a moment during the game where you could kind of take it in? Yeah, it's uh, that's a great question. Um, I think the best part was just to see everyone's face right after you win. 
just that that embrace and then obviously um the obviously the song in the sheds after that's always a fun one as well so but i think more so just the fact that it, it, we know we can do it right we know we can and so when we actually do it it, it just feels amazing to, to actually be able to be like you know what we did this we earned this like we still are a great team and so let's just keep running with it and see where it goes there was a really cool moment after the match uh, with a lot of the international guys as they were all standing on the field for the fireworks after after how cool is that for a lot of these international guys to not only get a big win at home but to see something as american as fireworks as a, at a sporting event how was that sharing that with a lot of the boys that really i don't think had ever seen anything like that before yeah that's american rugby man that's what it's going to be and that's kind of the the new flavor and i always talk to people about it because Rugby is just so different, yeah, and it's it's going to be something that's going to be insanely huge, and I'm really excited to see where it goes as well. But I'm sure for a lot of them, it was just an awesome ex experience because, like you said, not many of them have seen something like that before. So, being able to have their families there with them as well, which is awesome. So, yeah, it was sweet, man. Yeah. I told you on the field, but I just thought it was awesome that in all in all the scoring, all the defense, the game winning uh, score was your penalty goal in the 44th minute. Yeah, it made me feel pretty good, man. Jeez. <laughs> That's all. You, that's all we needed. After that, it was like, all right, we're good. We're good. Lock it up. Fireworks. Let's, let's get out of here. Well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so let's talk about the return of Paul Asike. We got a little glimpse at what he's capable of, and uh, you know, it's really got the play's got to be the Paulie special, right? Like that's <laughs> his bread and butter off the back of the scrum. Yeah. Kent, uh, Caleb comes up to keep the defense honest, and then it's just Paul being a beast. How yeah. long have you known Paul? And and and. How exciting is it to see him running healthy lines here? Oh, yeah. I've, geez, I've known Paul for quite a while. I actually watched him in high school before I went to BYU. So he actually left right when I got there, unfortunately. So I didn't get to play with him then, but obviously got to watch his career a little bit with the Harlequins and stuff as well. But like you said, bread and butter, you five five meters from the try line and you have a scrum, it's like, you know, it's going to Paul. Like, it's pretty funny because we were sitting the play up and I was like, Paul, do you want me to latch on? Like, he's like, nah, don't worry about it. Just stay. <laughs> No worries. Do your thing, my man. So you just stand <laughs> there and watch the show, baby. Uh, no, exactly. So exactly. No, I love exactly. it. the confidence and just the fact that he knows like that's he's done that hundreds of times and he's, he's been successful. So Calvin, watch this. I know time. I went to BYU football before I got to rugby. We didn't play. Just watch this. Okay. Yeah, that was that was awesome, man. Hey, defensively, eight points allowed. Second uh, fewest allowed in, in Utah Warriors history. What, was that the game plan? Was there something specific defensively that really worked in that one? Yeah, we've uh, we've been working on defense a lot, to be honest with you, because it's one of the key factors that we felt have kind of hindered us throughout the season, just, you know, silly errors here and there. And so we've really worked on certain key elements within our defensive structure to allow us to kind of keep on top of teams. Um, and then we always knew that that awesome was going to be a physical game. So if we could match them physically and even beat them physically, that we'd eventually just end up on top. So I think the proof is in the pudding at that point. So let's look forward now to next week, then L.A. coming to town. This is a team that likes to play sideline to sideline. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot of those missing pieces back now with guys coming back from suspensions, guys coming back healthy. Luke Cardi's back in the lineup. How's the preparation looking going into L.A. as they come home for the final home game of the season? Yeah, I think uh, preparation stays the same, right? We, we plan to win, and so we practice to win as well. Um, so everything this week has been really dialed in. The boys have been switched on. Obviously, we've identified some factors that we might be able to exploit them in, but um, obviously won't share all those secrets right now. However, I think Saturday Saturday should be a good one, and you can better believe that we're, we're going to come out guns blazing. 
2.30 Mountain Time, an afternoon game as well. That'll be fun in the uh, yeah. jersey. Okay, uh, t- tell the people about uh, you're expecting your first child, right? You and your wife. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. You know the gender? Yeah, so baby girl due July 16th. And so it's it's getting to that point now where everything's starting to get really, you know, real. Um, so one day I wake up excited. The other day I wake up scared, you know, out of my boots. So <laughs> it's uh, it's going to happen soon enough. So we're really excited. We've got the nursery going. And so little bits and pieces left, but super excited to, to welcome our baby girl. So my one piece of advice as a dad, especially here in Utah, ask all the questions, especially when you're in the hospital, mm-hmm. everyone around you. Oh, there's yeah. so, we have there's so many kids and we're around so many babies here in Utah. Everyone just assumes everyone knows. If you don't know, don't yeah. be afraid to ask, man, because there's so many people willing to step up and help, especially in the hospital and with those nursing staffs and everybody. So don't yeah. be shy with asking the questions, bro. Exactly. We uh we have quite a few uh, nephews and nieces, but so it's it's been really fun because obviously we had a lot of experience in that, but obviously this time you can't return it to its owners. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's stuck right. with it. Nothing is more terrifying than that moment when they go, "Okay, you're done here," and they pack yeah. you up and you put you that you get in the car, and as soon as that car seat clicks in, you go, "I got to do this like on my own now," <laughs> and then you just kind of drive off into the world, to, expecting to take care of a new life, and then you get home and you realize, "Oh, I know how this works," and everything exactly. will settle down. But that's where mom in law's got to really be the MVP, you know? know. Oh yeah, yeah. And luckily, my, my wife was born to be a mother, to be honest with you. That's, I think, is definitely her calling in life. So I think we'll be more than okay, but I'll try to do my part where I can. That's awesome. Well, uh, she's USA eligible, which is exciting. Yep. Um, and we'll, we'll see what her career. Yeah. I think we're like building up the, the future women's team. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Fisher, Franco. I mean, we've got a lot of yeah. girls coming. So, yeah. No, it's, it's legit. Well, Calvin, yeah. we appreciate the time, man. Uh, we'll see you Saturday afternoon against LA. And uh, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you Saturday. Calvin Whiting, great to have him on the show. Very exciting for uh, he and his wife, expecting the baby girl. And he's been been good with the boot, good tackling like we talked about. Okay, let's talk about uh, L.A. L.A. Giltinis, the MLR champs, are coming into town. And guess who beat them in the first game? Utah did. 28-19, 2.30 p.m. Saturday, KJAZ, KSLSports.com, the Rugby Network, ESPN 700, ESPN 960. We've got the call for this one again. Cannot wait for it. Serious history, two and two. Utah's only played LA one time at home, and it was, uh, you know, last year. Utah won this game. Giltini's didn't send the strongest squad, but we don't uh, care. We show up, okay? LA has already clinched a playoff spot, vying for that number one final home game, the military uniforms. I don't know, outside of Utah being in the playoff hunt itself, Banksy, if this could be a bigger game with all of this stuff involved. There's so many layers to a game like this. And, you know, even with the Warriors being eliminated from the playoffs, you're talking about a team with momentum. You're talking about a team right now that strikes fear into their opposition because I wouldn't want to face this Warriors team with my playoff life on the line. And for this L.A. Giltini squad here, a loss could realistically mean they go from first to almost third and and fighting for a, a spot in that home field or having to travel position so there's a lot to play for if you're la and a lot to ruin if you're the utah warriors for that guiltini's team i think we're gonna see a super strong squad from la show up like they've they're they can't mail it in last year they could mail it in they were the one seed it was done utah was the two it was locked in it didn't matter this year's different um okay let's let's check out a matchup by the numbers this is new 
So you see LA with the advantages in four of those five, but I want to point this out. These top, these are the top two teams, the scrums and scrums one. I think that's going to be a huge storyline in this game. Well, and I think it will be pretty evenly matched as you go through probably about the first 60 minutes. I think where Utah has the advantage is on the substitutions. Our guerrilla squad, when they come in in substitution minutes, would probably be any other team's starting front row. That's the quality and the yeah. depth that we have. I mean, when your substitutes are all international quality props and hookers, I mean, in that 60th minute, now you're talking about fresh elite level athletes, not a backup who's just fighting for minutes on the squad. So I really think Utah has the advantage there. Okay, let's check out some players to watch for LA. Billy Meeks, first in the league and carries in meters run. He is a load at center. Nathan Den Hote, really good at showing up in the breakdown. Uncle Hermeshais has been out. With the three-game suspension, he is back for this game if they want him. Luke Carty's been out for a lot of the season with the pectoral muscle injury, which, by the way, there's no greater street cred injury than pectoral muscle injury. And Rennie IE, if they want to play him, they can, although Cardi uh, is, is a fly half and perhaps starting guy. So we'll see what they do. You know, there's firepower all over the field for this L.A. team. It, it's been that way since they came into the league. So – the Warriors are going to have to come prepared. And I think setting that physical bar the way they did against Austin, you know, it's, it's back-to-back gills. And the Warriors clearly have proven they're up to the task against the elite teams in MLR, knocking out now rugby ATL, Austin Gilgronis. Now we want to add that scalp in the uh, Giltinis to the list of uh, wins here in 2022. And two of those three have come in the last two home games and two of the last three weeks. Uh, the LA game feels like it was a long time ago. So sometimes you just throw out the film, but other times you go, well, same team. It, we're different. They're different. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of great things that happened in that game. And Utah has certain positional situations where they have an advantage and a physicality and a guerrilla squad, right? So how do you see, they, how do you see them stacking up now about uh, two months later? It's going to be tough because a lot of L.A.'s offense comes through that quick recycling and then getting the ball into space, not necessarily at the 10, but it's come through that 12-13 gap in that like classic battering ram physical play. So that's the good news if you're L.A. With Luke Carty back, they can continue to use that strategy. The bad news is if you're L.A. is we've got Paul Lasique, Tyler Fisher, Calvin Whiting, and Tomas Ponga ready to fill those gaps. I wouldn't want to run at those two guys if I was L.A. You know, it was a battle when L.A. played San Diego and watching Meeks and Ma'anonu run at each other. I think we're going to see a lot of that same strategy, and they're going to try those outside gaps early on this Warriors team. Do you think Utah starts Lasique to match up with Meeks, or is it okay to bring him off the bench? Uh, I think the coaches are going to make the best decision based on fitness and form here. There's a lot of guys that are healthy right now, and there's a lot of guys that are anxious and excited to play those minutes. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we see at least a full 40 minutes from Paul. I don't know if that'll be the first 40 mm. or the second 40. Utah brought in a lot of the gorilla squad in the 29th with 29 minutes to go like a little early. And I thought, Oh, they sense a moment here where, Hey, just go hard for give us 10 minutes in the second half. And then we got you, which was really interesting because let's be honest, Utah's found this interesting rotation of starting 15 where you have a couple of rookies, you're bringing Niall Saunders off the bench, Paula Sike, Angus McClellan, Tevede Vungakoto. Like, Mikey Pale's come off the bench for two Mikey games Mikey Pale, the MLR player of the year, has come off the bench the last three weeks. Like, what in the world? I kind of like this reverse deal where it's like, 
hey, you better get like a 10-point lead here or that's going to go away, right? From at least at home. Against Houston, some inconsistency. It didn't work. But ask ATL and Austin what it's been like to go against that squad, against that crowd in Harriman. I think we've got a, an amazing game coming up on Saturday. When you talk about those matchups, really the difference maker is we could say the 16th man, right? It's Dub Nation. It's yep. the fans in the stands giving these guys the energy and the feedback and the support and the elevation that they need to be just that little bit better week in and week out. That's the difference you make when you get up and you get loud and you cheer on these boys at Zions Bank Stadium. So make sure you're there. This is the final home game of the season to see our Warriors, our boys, Dub Nation, take on the L.A. Guiltinis. 2.30 Mountain Time, WarriorsRugby.com. Go get your tickets, get your merch. Let's go. The military uniforms, awesome. Okay, uh... Last week, now Saunders uh, was our man of the match on the broadcast. He was incredible with those final 29 minutes. The pace, the speed, the try, it was awesome. Um, here's Niall, mic'd up at practice. Hey, bro, you all right? Yeah. Are you mic'd up today or what? Yeah, mate, they got me in the mic. Yeah, stay, stay, blind side. Don't get too tight. Don't get too tight. Hold it, hold it, hold the push, hold the push. Ah, yeah, it's just better for me that side. More, more protection. Great kick, Danny! Yeah, come round, come round, let's get to an edge! Get to an edge! I can notice the air, it's so thin. Yeah, even talking, it's like... And again, go, go, numbers! Yeah, go, 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 go! Yeah, swap in, swap in! We can get there, we can get there! I escort them, escort, get in their way, get in their way. He's a talker, and he's got to be as a scrum half, right? By the way, his parents were at the game from the UK over the weekend, which is cool. Of course, his dad, Rob, was the Irish captain for a long time. Yeah, absolutely love to see it. You know, Saunders stepped away from rugby for a year because he had lost his love for it. And you can really tell the energy and the passion and kind of the rediscovery of who he is and who he is on the rugby field with this team it's great to see he's a ton of fun to watch and a high energy guy no matter where you interact with him great to have him back in the lineup it had been a couple weeks uh coming off an injury and gosh does he provide a spark which is uh pretty awesome but uh we mentioned the cool military jerseys you can get your hands on some of these and not just get your hands on the jerseys which you can buy if you want but you can also bid on the game worn jerseys autographed by a lot of the different players uh the city edition jerseys from last week are on offer and these limited edition, really exclusive military jerseys honoring the uh, Thunderbirds uh, display team from the United States Air Force on military night. These boys are going to come out and put on a show just like the Thunderbirds do, but we're going to do it for Dub Nation. Let's go, bid today. Okay, let's bring in our second and final guest of the program. He is an offensive lineman with the BYU football team who transferred from Oregon. He's going to make uh, some big waves and have a lot of pancakes. This fall, I'm talking eating and on the field. Let's go. His name's Kingsley Suamata'ia, a guy I'm very excited about watching it for BYU this fall. Welcome to the program, Kingsley. How you doing, man? Good, good. What's up? What's up? We're just hanging out. I know we've uh, spoken a couple of times. I've had you uh, on different shows I'm on, but the name image likeness deal you got with the Utah Warriors was awesome because I think you'd be a tremendous prop one day. Uh, if you ever wanted it for the Utah Warriors after your NFL career, dude. Hopefully, hopefully. Rugby is a fun game. 
So you had a lot to do with the Warriors this season and a lot of the promotion of the game to the different audiences that follow you that may not be familiar with rugby. How fun has it been to do the rugby versus football segments that you guys were in? Because you physically are so dominating in some of these videos that watching these guys try to edge rush around you was comical. Um, it, it was great. It was great. Um, I didn't even know, you know, we just showed up. I didn't even know I was going to be used into the thing until Brian Covey goes, okay, now we're going to do one-on-one pass rush. I was looking around. I was like, oh, I'm the only O-lineman. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was fun. It was fun going against the guys um, and just learning their sport because I don't know that much. I, I almost said the same thing my cousin Chess said. I, I said touchdown like three times. It was Hey, it works. And let's see, let, let's be honest, for a try, a touchdown, that's, you have to actually touch it down. You know? A little history for you, by the way, Kingsley, that's why it's called a touchdown in football. Football came from the game of rugby. That's why when you see the Pittsburgh Steelers wear their Bumblebee jerseys, yeah. that's a classic rugby jersey from when the Steelers were a rugby club. And it evolved into American football. I didn't and that's know that. why it's called a touchdown yeah. is because you actually had to touch the ball down in the try zone to score. So, the, the layers go way back, brother. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Six, six, six in rugby is normally a lock, like the guy in the lineup that they lift up. But you're also what, – what are you weighing right now? I'm like 327, so I don't, I don't think you're going to be lifting no. 327, <laughs> so your prop size. You would just you would just be a massive – like if you and Haloti Nada were, you know, the props, I mean, that could just be epic, right? But what was it about name, image, and likeness with the Warriors that was appealing for you to associate your brand with it? Because you've been all over it, like Banksy said. It's been fun to see you at the games, and we'll, we'll talk about your merch in a second. You got the uh, City Edition hat from Saturday on right now. Oh, you already know. You already know. I got, I got, I got a merch. What um, was it about the the Warriors brand that was you wanted to be a part of that? Uh, I don't know. It, they reached out to me and a couple of my teammates, and especially Brent Covey. Um, you know, he's a youth, but still love him. He comes from down the road, but it was just a great experience to like be like partnership with Utah Warriors. Not only like their symbol looks like Utah Warriors town is Polynesian, so I thought that was really cool. So just like combining with them and just like them helping me and me trying to help them out the best I could was like a great feeling. It was just amazing. When we talk about all the merch and all the kit, you've actually got an opportunity to design kind of your own line of Kingsley gear, right? That's available now that people can get. How was that? Yeah. Look at that. I mean, that's just cool, man. I see you got you got the Belichick short sleeve hoodie going on there. I yeah. like the long sleeve with the black. How was that designing your own kit with the help of the Warriors and getting to to create on that level? It, it was, like, unbelievable. Like, my dad picked me up. He's like, okay, we're going to the meeting. I was like, meeting for what? Like, I thought we were just talking. He's like, no, you're going to, like, probably design your own stuff. I was like, I ain't never done any of that before. But okay. <laughs> so we showed up, and it was, like, left and right. Billy, the guy that does, like, all their tech stuff, he was there with his iPad and stuff. And then Hunter Denver's is filming and his crew. So it was like crazy. I was like sweating. I was like trying to look at the camera. I was like trying to like do my design. I was like, this is crazy. But yeah, it was just amazing um, having Billy there. Um, not only him being Polynesian. So it was helpful for him to help me like design what I wanted, but also incorporate the Warriors. So it came out with that design. It was pretty cool. We love Billy. It's a huge part of our. Yeah. Uh... 
you know, our show here and he he's does so right. many he doesn't just do he's okay. He doesn't just do things for the Warriors too. He's helping the league in a tremendous way with yeah. design and uh the customized jerseys you saw Saturday, the city edition, the military jerseys with Thunderbirds, yeah. pretty cool, which is awesome. You uh you gave the game ball you walked the game ball out this last Saturday, yeah. right? Yes, indeed I what, did. What was that like, man? <laughs> it, it was crazy. Uh, sorry, I keep saying crazy, but like it, I just like so happy. Like when it comes to like Utah Warriors and stuff. Like I'm newly to rugby, but like it's like fun just watching the dudes go head to head. So when I got hurt, I was like, "Oh, you're running out the ball." I was like, "Like, am I playing or like am I running out the ball?" <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. But there was one dude I forgot his name. Before I went out, he's like, "Okay, so if they're getting the ball." Don't hand him the ball. Drop the ball and throw it the other way. I was like, really? He's like, no, don't do that. You're going to get tripped. <laughs> <laughs> you just but yeah. <laughs> but it, was, it was cool. It was cool just walking out there. Uh, it was packed house, so it was full. So it was just nice to just, I don't know, get clapped on and then put the ball down. So it was pretty cool. Hey, I, I like the way the game went. You might have to do it again. Right? You could be the good <laughs> luck charm, Kingsley. <laughs> Obviously, you've run out in front of big crowds before. Uh, as a player on all the different levels. And uh, hopefully we get to watch you progress to the next level as your career grows. What are the crowds like in a difference between the rugby crowds and the football crowds that you're used to, other than the size? Is there a difference when you're standing out there walking the ball out and you're looking around at the fans and the energy? I don't think there's a difference, honestly. Like, maybe we have more seats, but just as much as rugby, like, everybody was just yelling, I couldn't even hear Nobody like it. It was it was crazy. It, it was nice. I don't think there's a difference, honestly. It's going to be fun because you're going to play some really compelling games this year for BYU. Uh, not only at home against Baylor and and Arkansas, but you're going to play Notre Dame in Allegiant Stadium. We're going to play at Oregon. Wink, wink. Where he came from. That's going to yeah. be a fun one, right? What are you looking forward to the most for BYU football season with an offense that's expected to be extremely good? Sure. Just getting after with the boys, you know, like these are like my brothers' brothers. Like, not only am I like, I am the youngest, but like, just playing with all the older guys is having mature O line and having all of them help me. But our offenses, I, I got to see. You got to see this season. It's gonna, it's gonna be great. From our line to our running backs to our receivers to our quarterback to our quarterback behind them to the quarterback behind them, like. It's going to be crazy. Crazy is the right word. Crazy delicious, <laughs> as Andy Samberg once said on <laughs> SNL. Well, Kingsley, we appreciate the time, man. Uh, people can go get your merch on shop.warriorsrugby.com. Super cool. In fact, I was walking around. I kind of walked around the field before the game, and I saw some someone with it, and they're like, I just got the Kingsley merch. And I was like, that's so awesome. So people are uh, <laughs> yeah. grabbing it, which is awesome. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at uh, perhaps Saturday and in the future with the Warriors. Good luck, man. Yes, sir. Most definitely. See y'all Saturday. Okay. Kingsley Suamata'ia joining the program. He is a five-star high school kid who went to Oregon, transferred to BYU after uh, after the season, and he is going to be big time. Five-star means that before high school, you are projected to be a first-round draft pick. So he is big time. An amazing athlete and an incredible human being, too. It's great to have him be part of the Utah Warriors and really kind of spearhead the attack with Dove Nation on social media with his presence at the games, all the way down to designing his own merch, which is super cool. I love the logo that they created for him and uh, and the branding that will continue with the Utah Warriors. It's such a cool thing to see 
a kid of his uh, stature and his history and the mana that he has and bring that to the Warriors and hopefully continue to build that career on the football field for him and his family. Yeah, he went to Orem High and he's a local kid. He knows what Utah's about. And I love what he said. Like, there's no difference with the crowds I've seen in, in rugby. Like, Utah sports fans, as we've talked about with a lot of people, like, there's a real passion that once they kind of figure out the game a little bit and come to come to a game, it's like, hey, this is awesome. And Saturday is an early game at 2.30, but we're already thinking a little bit about next year and how exciting that could be as well. If these last few games haven't energized you, then I don't know what will. I don't even need a shot of adrenaline <laughs> or, heart or what's going on. Get a defibrillator on you. You know, be ready for 2023 because these Warriors are coming out swinging, all right? Season ticket packages are available now. Call 801-477-7652 or go to warriorsrugby.com. Be part of the best home field advantage in Major League Rugby and the best fan base in all of sports. Dub Nation, it's time to get loud. It's time to get ready. It's time to be there to back the black in black and red with the four stripes. Call 801-477-7652 and get your 2023 season tickets now. Okay, join us Saturday, 2.30 Mountain Time, as Utah Warriors host the MLR reigning champions and the number one team in the West, LA Giltinis, live on KJAZ, streamed on kslsports.com and the Rugby Network. Radio, we've got you on ESPN 700 and ESPN 960. It is a big game, to say the least. Okay, that'll do it for us. Like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media. Our thanks to Calvin Whiting and Kingsley Suamata'ia. It was a BYU-themed show, I guess, today. Today's show is produced by Billy Rathule, Mason Benson. For Banksy, I'm Jerem Jordan. We'll see you Saturday for Utah and L.A. Go Warriors!